welcome to A Reason to Talk with Chris Reason. I want to apologize for missing out last week for an episode. Um, but today, uh, we are discussing a new topic on today's episode, conspiracy theories. Um, but hopefully, this makes up for that, and hopefully we can get to more. Uh, if you guys like this episode, uh, we'll talk more. Before we get into today's episode, let's hear from our sponsor. I've written and published a poetry novel, which is now available on Amazon, both in Kindle format and paperback. Nostalgic Memories, a book of dreams and nightmares as poems. Get your copy today on Amazon. So this series on the podcast, we're going to be talking about all different kinds of conspiracy theories and hear from other people that definitely believe these theories. These theories can relate from anything pretty much, uh, UFOs and aliens, to how people died and are actually still alive. First episode, we're here to talk about probably the most, I guess, notorious conspiracy theory that is out there. John F. Kennedy, former president of the United States, assassination. Was it really Lee Harvey Oswald? Was it, and was or was he just there and they blamed him? Let's get into this episode. Let's start off some backstory. Born May 29th, 1917, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the United States of America's 35th president, the youngest president at the end of his tenure. On November 22nd, 1963, Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. The FBI and the Warren Commission both concluded Lee Harvey Oswald was the assassin that murdered JFK and had acted alone. That's where uh, we get this gets interesting. Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested for the murder of police officer J.D. Tippett and was subsequently charged with Kennedy's assassination. He died shooting anyone claiming he was a patsy and was shot dead by Jack Ruby on November 24th before he could be prosecuted. Ruby was arrested and convicted for the murder of Oswald. Ruby successfully appealed his conviction and death sentence but became ill and died of cancer on January 3rd, 1967 while the date for his new trial was being set. Let's circle back around here for a second. President John F. Kennedy was in a motorcade in Dallas, Texas when he was struck by two bullets. He died at 46 years old. Jack Ruby killed Oswald on live television when he was arrested um, in the basement of, I believe, the police station when he was about to be transported uh, to the county jail. The Warren Commission was then created to investigate the incident during this whole process to, com- to come to the conclusion of Oswald acting alone. However, some believe there is more to the story. These are the theories that the CIA... There are seri- theories, sorry, that the CIA hired Oswald because of the president's rea- uh, reactions to communism and the Bay of Pigs invasion. Others believe the mafia, Cuba, or the Soviet Union were involved in Kennedy's assassination. When videos of the incident were released, people claimed Oswald's location made it impossible for him to have killed the president. Most recently, however, a scientist at IMSG concluded that Oswald did assassinate JFK. Three shots were fired, the the first missing JFK, the second shot hitting him, and the third shot being fatal. Lee Harvey Oswald, who was he? A U.S. Marine veteran, Oswald was placed in juvenile detention at the age of 12 for truancy, during which time he was uh, assessed by a psychiatrist as emotionally disturbed due to a lack of normal family life. After attending, attending 12 schools in his youth, he quit repeatedly and finally, when he was 17, joined the Marines. Oswald was court-martialed twice while in the Marines and jailed. 
He's honorably released from active duty in the Marine Corps into the reserves, then promptly flew to Europe and defected to the Soviet Union in October 1959. He lived in Minsk, uh, Minsk, Belarusia, married a Russian woman named Marina and had a daughter. In June uh, 62, he returned to the United States with his wife and eventually settled in Dallas, where their second daughter was born. Oswald was shot Kennedy on November 22, 1963 from a six-floor window of the Texas School Book Depository as Kennedy traveled by motorcade through Dealey Plaza in Dallas. About 45 minutes after assassinating Kennedy, Oswald shot and killed Dallas police officer Tippett on a local street. He then slipped into a movie theater where he was arrested for Tippett's murder. Oswald was never prosecuted because he was murdered two days after the assassination. In March 1967, New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison arrested the and charged New Orleans businessman Clay Shaw with conspiring to assassinate President Kennedy with the help of Oswald, David Fury, and others. Garrison believed that the men were part of an armed smuggling ring supplying weapons to the anti-Castro Cubans in a conspiracy with elements of the CIA to kill Kennedy. The trial of Clay Shaw began in January 1969 in or, uh, Orleans Parish Criminal Court. The jury acquitted Shaw. During the trial of Claw, of Claw Shaw in 1969, New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison challenged a single bullet theory claiming that, Zapruder, the, that the Zapruder film indicated that the fatal shot of, of two Kennedy's head was fired from the grassy knoll, a small hill that featured pro, uh, prominently in later conspiracy theories. 1979, the United States House Election Committee of Assassinations, the HSCA, agreed with the Warren Commission that Oswald did, in fact, assassinate Kennedy, but concluded that the commission's report and the original FBI investigation were seriously flawed. The HSCA concluded that at least four shots were fired with a high probability that two gunmen fired at the president and that a conspiracy was probable. The HSCA stated that the Warren Commission had failed to adequately investigate the possibility of a conspiracy to assassinate the president. Documents under Section 5 of the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992 were required to be released within 25 years of the bill's uh, October 26, 1992 effective date. Most of the documents were released on October 26, 2017, exercising a provision of the 1992 Act that allows for a president to extend the deadline. President Trump sent a new deadline of October 26, 2021, for the remaining documents to be released in October, sorry, to be released in October 21, uh, 2021, sorry, President Biden further extended the deadline to December 15, 2022. So we're still waiting on these uh, paperwork records citing delays related to the COVID-19 pandemic. That fucking kind of makes sense, but also it's been this fucking long since they could release the damn paperwork. With Oswald defecting to the Soviet Union in October 59, was he aligning himself with the USSR on the behalf of during their assassination? Him being a so-called patsy could be it. Aligning with the mafia, in my opinion, is a lot less likely. Yeah, Oswald was a triple person, but I don't see a mafia connection in his life. Was this a cover-up? After Oswald's death, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover wrote a memo detailing that the Dallas police would not have had enough evidence against Oswald without the FBI's information. He then wrote, The thing I am concerned about, and so is Deputy Attorney General Mr. Kansenbach, is, um, is having something issued so we can convince the public that Oswald is the real assassin. 
Top government and intelligence officials were also finding that, according to the CIA intercepts, someone had impersonated Oswald in phone calls and visits made to the Soviet and Cuban embassies in Mexico City several weeks before the assassination. Over the next 40 years, this became one of the CIA's most closely guarded secrets on the Oswald case. A CIA career agency officer and good pastor admitted in sworn testimony that she had disseminated the tapes of these phone calls herself. She had earlier denied to congr- uh, congregational investigators in 1970 that she had any knowledge of recordings of Oswald's phone calls. 19, uh, back uh, in 63, the day after the assassin, uh, sorry, November 23rd in 63, the day after the assassination, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover's preliminary analysis of the assassination included the following. The Central Intelligence Agency advised that on October 1st, 1963, an extremely sensitive source had reported that an individual in, de- individual in defining himself as Lee Oswald contacted the Soviet embassy in Mexico City, inquiring as to any messages. Special agents uh, of this bureau who have conversed with Oswald in Dallas, Texas, have observed photographs of the individual referred to above and have listened to a recording of his voice. These special agents are the opinion that the referred to individual was not Lee Harvey Oswald. That same day, Hoover had this conversation with President Johnson. Johnson, have you established any more about the Oswald visit to the Soviet embassy in Mexico in September? Hoover, no, there's one angle that's very confusing for this reason. We have, we have up here the tape and the photograph of the man at the Soviet embassy using Oswald's name. That picture and the tape do not cors- correspond to the, this man's voice nor to his appearance. In other words, it appears that there was a second person who was at the Soviet embassy. President Johnson expressed concern that the public might come to believe that Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev, uh, Khrushchev, uh, whatever, and or Cuban leader Fidel Castro was implicated in the assassination, a situation that Johnson said might lead to a war that could kill 40 million Americans in an hour. Johnson relayed his uh, concern to both Chief Justice Earl Warren and Senator Richard Russell, telling them that they could serve America by joining the commission Johnson had established to investigate the assassination, which would later become known unofficially as the Warren Commission. In turn, Kotzenbach wrote a memorandum, memorandum sorry, to Lyndon Johnson, aide Bill Moyers, that said, among other things, that the result of the FBI's investigation should be made public. Kotzenbach also suggested that commission be formed, that a commission be formed, composed of people who are with epical integrity to conduct a complete investigation of the assassination. Katzenbach wrote, Speculation about Oswald's motivation ought to be cut off, and we should have some basis for rebutting the thought that this was a communist conspiracy, or as the Iron Curtain Press is saying, a right-wing conspiracy to blame it on the communists. He also wrote, The public must be satisfied that Oswald was the assassin, that he did not have confederates who are still at large, and that the evidence was such that he would have been convicted at trial. Four days after Kotzenbach's memo, Johnson formed the Warren Commission with Earl Warren as chairman and Senator Richard Russell as a member. Who the hell was Jack Ruby? And why did he, of all people, kill Lee Harvey Oswald as soon as he was being transported two days after the assassination of JFK? Was Ruby trying to hide something so he shot Oswald so the truth wouldn't get out? Jack Ruby, born Jacob Leon Rubenstein was an American nightclub owner who had murdered Lee Harvey Oswald on November 24, 1963, two days after Oswald was accused of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. 
A Dallas jury found Ruby guilty of murdering Oswald and sentenced him to death. Ruby's conviction was later appealed, and he was to be granted a new trial. However, he became ill in prison and died of a pulmonary embolism from lung cancer on January 3rd, 1967. September 1964, the Warren Commission concluded that Ruby acted alone in killing Oswald, shooting him on impulse and out of grief over Kennedy's assassination. These findings were challenged by various critics who suggest that Ruby was involved with major figures in organized crime and that he was acting as part of an overall plot surrounding the assassination of Kennedy. While he was growing up, his parents were often violent towards each other, little info on Ruby here, and frequently separated. Ruby's mother was eventually committed to a mental hospital. His troubled childhood and adolescence were marked by juvenile delinquency with time being spent in foster homes. At age 11 in 1922, he was arrested for truancy. Ruby eventually skipped school so often that he had to spend time at the Institute of Juvenile Research. Still a young man, he sold horse racing tip sheets and various novelties, then acted as a business agent for a local uh, refuse collector's union that later became part of the International Brotherhood of uh, Teamsters, IBT. I'm seeing a connection between Oswald and Ruby, both delinquents in their young age, both with the truancy both pretty much just messed up in the head where like there's something with the bigger picture here that is affecting them. Some critics have said Ruby was involved in criminal activity and linked to organized crime. He had been involved in the underworld activities of illegal gambling, narcotics, and prostitution. He belonged to a mafia known as the Yiddish Connection. He had moved from Chicago to Dallas in 1947 with other gangsters who had settled there to take over the prostitution business. Alan Weberman refers to Ruby and other mobsters around him as armed dealers. A 1956 FBI report stated that their informant, Eline Curry, had moved to Dallas in January of that year together with her boyfriend, James Breen, after jumping bond on narcotics charges. Breen told her that he made connections with a large narcotics setup operating between Texas, Mexico, and the East, and that, in some fashion, James got the, uh, the okay to operate through Jack Ruby of Dallas. Former Dallas County Sheriff Steve Guthrie told the FBI that he believed Ruby operated some prostitution activities and other vices in his club since living in Dallas. March 11, 1959, Ruby was approached by FBI agent Charles W. Flynn of the Dallas office to become a federal informant due to his job as a nightclub operator since he might have knowledge of the criminal element in Dallas. Ruby was willing to become an informant and was subsequently contacted by the FBI eight times between March 11, 1959 and October 2, 1959, but provided no information to the bureau, was not paid, and, contacted ceased, or, and contact ceased. Dallas disc, disc jockey Kenneth Dowell testified that Ruby was known around the station for uh, procuring women for different people who came to town. On November 24th, Ruby drove into town with his pet Dachshund, uh, Sheba, whom he often jokingly referred to as his wife, to send an emergency money order at the Western Union on Main Street to one of his employees. The timestamp of completion for the cash transaction on the money order was 11.17 a.m. Ruby then walked one half block to the nearby Dallas uh, police headquarters, where he made his way into the basement via either the Main Street ramp or a stairway accessible from an alleyway next to the Dallas Municipal Building at 11.21 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. While authorities were escorting Oswald through the police basement to an armored car that was to take him to the nearby county jail, Ruby emerged from a crowd of reporters with his uh, 38 Colt Cobra revolver 
aimed at Oswald's abdomen and shot him at point-blank range, mortally wounding him. The bullet entered Oswald's left side in the front part of the abdomen and caused damage to his spleen, stomach, aorta, aorta, vena cava, kidney, liver, diaphragm, and 11th rib before coming to the rest on his right side. Oswald made a cry of anguish and his manacled hands clutched at his abdomen as he wreathed with pain and he slumped to the concrete paving where he moaned several times. Police detective Billy Combs, uh, who recognized Ruby, exclaimed, Jack, you son of a bitch. Ruby was immediately subdued by police as a moaning uh, Oswald was carried back into the basement level jail office. Combs asked Oswald, do you have anything you want to tell us now? Oswald shook his head. He lost consciousness shortly thereafter, taken by ambulance to Parkland Memorial Hospital, the same hospital President Kennedy had died two days earlier. Oswald died at 1.07 p.m. The crowd outside the headquarters burst into applause when they heard that Oswald had been shot. A network television pool camera was broadcasting live to cover the transfer. Millions of people watching on NBC witnessed the shooting as it happened on other networks within minutes afterward. Several uh, photographs were taken of the event just before, as, just before as and after Ruby pulled the trigger. In 1964, Robert H. Jackson of the Dallas Times-Herald was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for photography for his image of the shooting of Lee Harvey Oswald by Jack Ruby. So what are the connections between these two people? Is it a mafia thing with a background of an organized crime with Ruby? Is it a Soviet Union relation with Oswald being a patsy? Or did this just happen because both of these people were sick and twisted at all the same and at all no way sane in their own way? Who knows? Do I what do I believe? I believe it's the it's a bigger picture. Maybe it's a connection of both between the Soviet Union, Cuba, and the Mafia in some extent. Yes, with Lee Harvey Oswald being a patsy, especially with the FBI showing those pictures and uh voices that they heard in the New Mexico area. A bureau where it did not re- uh, resemble Oswald at all. Thank you for joining me in today's episode of A Reason to Talk with Chris Reason. Please send me tweets on Twitter, your thoughts on this subject and, and other theories that are out there that you would love me for me to discuss. My Twitter is at, at the Chris Reason. Check out my videos on YouTube under Chris Reason Network for more content. Peace and fucking bacon grease. Welcome to A Reason to Talk.